What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis, and you are listening to The Carmine Davis Show. What the fuck is up? It's a real bitch's birthday. Shout out to what? Okay, another year around the sun. It's been an amazing one. I'm already looking forward to another great one. Um, Y'all, I'm so happy. I have one of the best birthdays I've ever had. Um, great vibes, great times, great people. I'm still, still turned. Yesterday was my birthday, but all week, I have all week to celebrate and kind of get um, everything in my mind or in order, manifest what I want this next year to look like, which is awesome because I, my birthday comes 12 days or 11 days after um, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. So I really do get a double time to reflect, even though, like I tell y'all, I think every day is New Year's for me. I I carry that New Year's Eve spirit with me everywhere I go um, to celebrate uh, a chance of of, of celebrating what we've accomplished or the things that almost took us out, you know, that they're no longer a reality anymore and we can change that page for a whole nother year. But it's like that every day for me, baby. I don't got Duce in my cup. You know, do say and crayon, you know, that's my drink right now. Um, and I'm just excited. Uh, but before we go on, make sure you guys follow, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I don't do it for my health, baby. You know, we got a lot to talk about. Oh, and if you're on Spotify, go ahead and click us that five star because uh, I'm a five star bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, you already know the drill. You already know what's up. You already know that thing. Let's get to it. Let's get it cracking. Um, a really, really great show today featuring one of my favorite uh, people slash messes, uh, Nicole Scherzinger. We got on the docket uh, Wendy Williams and her recent uh, mess. We're going to have to say some prayers for our girl Wendy and a lot more. So uh, let's just hop into the show. Again, we're starting with um, um, a hot topic from lovebscott.com. Shout out to lovebscott.com. And this is featuring Nicole Scherzinger. And the Pussycat Dolls. Now, I want to let y'all know something before I even get into uh, this piece and tell y'all my point of view of the piece. I am partial. I am 100,000% biased to Nicole Scherzinger. This is a Nicole Scherzinger stan account, okay? I love everything about this lady. I love the way she handles herself. I love the way she handled Everything in that group. I love everything that she does. I think she's uberly talented. She's one of the most talented people in entertainment. And she's very underrated. Um, Nicole Scherzinger responds to meritless Pussycat Doll Tours um, lawsuits. Nicole Scherzinger denies she's to blame for the cancellation of the Pussycat Doll reunion tour. The 2000s girl group lead singer filed a response Tuesday to PCD founder Robin Anson's lawsuit against her, arguing it fails to state facts sufficient to constitute a cause of action and denying she breached a 2019 contract for the tour by asking to renegotiate its terms in 2021 after the COVID-19 pandemic hit. In court documents exclusively, exclusively obtained by Page Six, Scherzinger's attorney, Howard E. King, and Stephen D. Rothschild um, called Anton's suit a meritless effort to enforce an expired 2019 agreement. 
and claimed that the tour had been canceled due to the pandemic, not rescheduled as previously announced on PCD's Instagram. Uh, Nicole Scherzinger asked to negotiate terms for a new tour in 2021 instead of agreeing to Anton's demand that the old agreement govern the new tour. King and Rothschild said, had Anton participated in the negotiation in good faith instead of stubbornly trying to revive the old agreement, the likelihood is that the parties would have reached an agreement for the new tour. The lawyers went on to accuse Anton 60 of mismanagement and defamatory efforts publicly to sh shift shame her, um, to shift blame, I'm sorry, from herself to Scherzinger 43 for the tour being scrapped, noting that Anton is not a performing member of the Pussycat Doll. Anton sued Scherzinger in September 2021 for allegedly refusing to participate in the tour unless she was given a majority share and complete creative control of the group's highly anticipated reunion. Scherzinger cited the growth of her personal brand and the opportunities she would have to forego to continue to engage in the partnership with PCD despite already being contractually obligated to be an active partner under the terms of 2019 contract. Anson's attorney, Richard S. Bush, and Max D. Fabricant said in her suit, which Page Six previously obtained. In addition to her music career, Scherzinger is a panelist on Fox's The Masked Singer and starred in NBC's Annie Live special in December. The drama came to a head Friday when Scherzinger posted on Instagram that the Pussycat Dolls tour date had to be canceled due to the ever-evolving circumstances surrounding the pandemic. Hours later, her bandmates, Carmen Bash... How do you, how do you say Carmen's last name? Bash, Bashar and Jessica Sutter claimed in a statement of their own that they had not received any official notification of a cancellation and only learned about it via Scherzinger's post. The group's two members, Ashley Roberts and Kimberly Wyatt, have not publicly spoken out. Anton's lawsuit against Scherzinger is ongoing. A case management conference is scheduled on March the 2nd. Um, this entire situation is a mess. I agree. Um, but I... I already forewarned y'all. I am pro Nicole. Okay. I think Nicole is a leader. I think she is one of the prominent leaders in music that have ever risen in the world. Like, I think she is a prime example of what it's like to lead a group of girls despite trials and tribulations from haters and People who tried to discredit her as if she was not the best pussycat doll, as if she was not the pussycat dolls. And I think this is still Nicole proving that she is the pussycat dolls and that, no, this is not the time where we need to be on a tour. And I agree with her. Not with these terms. I'm booked and busy. I'm sorry, girls, that y'all are not. But I'm not about to stop what I'm doing to go on this tour that could be canceled any minute due to the COVID-19 pandem COVID pandemic. Every time I see a tour announced or um, a live show or a, anything, even with recent Coachella announcement, people can have to be honest about who's on the road right now. These are not big bands. These are people who need the money, who everybody needs the money. You know, let's, let's keep it real. But these are artists and bands who need the money. These are not the big bang artists who have other things, other irons in the fire. They need to go on the road. They would never be able to be headlining Coachella any other time, except, except of course, like, you know, yay, Kanye or whatever, which was a big look for Coachella and Billie Eilish, I guess. 
But Harry Styles being one of in the main, I'm not a big Harry Styles fan, so I'm partial. And I'm not a big, I, I never really liked One Direction. So I am, again, partial. But bringing it back to the dolls, the Pussycat dolls. And the lead Pussycat does not want to go on the road. The lead Pussycat doll is not going on the road. I think it's smart for her to maintain what she's got. She's already proved that she can keep these checks flowing, whether the pandemic comes or not. Um, Fox and all these people are have a pandemic plan. You can't make me believe Robin Anton does. She goes with these ungrateful ass bitches across the globe. It's like a European tour, right? Because I wanted to go. Now I'm I am to to take it back, I am a huge Pussycat Dolls fan. Uh Pussycat Dolls literally revved up my sexual confidence when I was a kid. I was very young, too young to be listening to Doncha, too young to be watching these hoes parade across the stage, you know, and nothing, you know, but they to me symbolize so much power, but they also symbolize what it's like to be in a real group dynamic. Nicole Scherzinger is that group leader who did all the work. Um, she is the one who understood the assignment, literally, not Tay Money, but literally she understood the assignment and she brought, made sure that we always made an A. And people hated her for it. I always have a respect for people, artists like Nicole who are the leaders, who make no qualms about it. And despite the fact that she is the leader, she knows the rest of these bitches behind her are ungrateful. She stayed focused on the goal at hand, and that is platinum plus success. Nicole, the girls did not treat girl, Nicole with the respect that she deserved. I mean, they did not. I, I feel like Nicole represents bitches, bad bitches all around the world who are, whether, I know it's not kosher to say, but we have to be honest somewhere down the line. And there are bitches who stand above the rest of the bitches. That's just how it is. And, no, it, it, and this will be always be the case, whether you're on a sports team, whether you are, um, in a musical group, whether you have a job, you work in a cubicle, you know, whether you work for the waste management, there's always someone who has more experience, who gets what needs to be done and makes it happen effortlessly. There'll always be that. That's not to say that the girls behind her did not matter, but Nicole will always be the leader. There would be no Pussycat Dolls without her. And that's the honest truth. Robin Anton, all the rest of the girls, Carmen, Cassidy, uh, Kim Kawan, like Ke Keisha, all of them, can, Melody, all of them could be mad all they want at their house. Nicole is on the Masked Singer getting a check. Robin Anton needs Nicole to work to get a check. She don't have, she don't need them hoes. She doesn't. They, they did not appreciate her when they had the opportunity with Nicole. 
I'm here to tell y'all that up and down. There is no reason why Nicole should have dealt with so much slander that she did without these four or five other bitches coming in and being like, hey, now, you know, because of Nicole, we ate. Y'all heard us. We can't sing. We can dance. You know, we're more of a burlesque group. But what took us across the the threshold of being a burlesque group to a platinum selling group where we can actually go and get a job because we were a members of the Pussycat Dolls was because of Nicole. And I feel like it's a humbleness that bitches lack. Um, I think that people wanted Nicole to eat humble pie so much. And this is this happens all the time. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When you are the bad bitch in the group, it's a completely different dynamic than being the hating ass uh, backup singer. There is a complete different dynamic when you are the top tier in your circle and in, in your workspace and your and this is this is who this is about. You know, any real bitch that's stands above or any respecting bitch you don't have to be number one you could be number two one person who i think did it marvelously was kelly Rowland. constantly people will say they feel bad for kelly Rowland, but don't feel bad for kelly Rowland because kelly Rowland is not broke kelly Rowland has a job because she was a member of beyonce led destiny's child if that was switched and it was Kelly Rowland led, who knows what would have happened. But regardless of who's in the lead, every bitch needs to be happy that we're eating. Because you weren't yesterday. And I think not giving Nicole what she needed to feel comfortable to continue a European tour during COVID-19 to make her feel like this is a worthy um, deal that you might have to pause, press pause on guaranteed money, people who already have what you need in place for you, a check that's guaranteed, contracts ready to be signed. You need to give that person what they need to feel comfortable. I feel like people need to get that shit out of their head. This notion that people need to be humble and be thankful just to have an opportunity. No, there are certain people in this world, bad bitches, who have a plethora of opportunities. You need to humble yourself. Come get this money. Give me what I need so I can perform for you so we can keep your lights on. y'all feel me? There, there, there has to be an appreciation for the bad bitches like Nicole. There has to be who, despite being constantly torn down by media outlets for, and, and your group members, they publicly came for her. Like they weren't eating because of her. They were eating because of this girl. Maybe they weren't eating like they felt like they should be eating, but that's when other opportunities come up for you because you are a member of the Nicole Scherzinger-led Pussycat Dolls. 
Go out there and get that money, girl. Nicole did. Now, you won't be getting Nicole money, but that's up to you. You can go, these hoes can go on a reality show and get that, that popularity that they need for their personality because it's not their voice. They couldn't sing. That's why they weren't singing. Let's be honest. They could dance. There's so many dancing competition bitches. Get Put your, your, your dancing shoes on and go in, out there and tap and get that money, girl. Like, they all looked good. Why aren't y'all out there hosting events, doing certain things? Dancing boot camps, dancing videos. There were so many opportunities for them, but that pride, why I am not the lead singer, why, and their, their mouths. Nicole probably would have been more prone to get out there and work for them. Do y'all know what I'm saying? If they, if, in their peak, they didn't, they supported Nicole like they should have. I don't know. Do y'all feel what I'm coming from? Tweet me at Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show. I could be partial, but I think any real bitch and any bad bitch will understand. Nicole's situation is no different than uh, uh, the Nicole that works over there at G GM, who is the main, uh, uh, General Motors, the main seller, the main coder. Like, there's always a bad bitch that everybody cannot stand because they are bad. But in reality, you should have sent a thank you note, you little hoe. Let's move on to another um, hot topic uh, from lovebeescott.com. Wendy Williams became inebriated and stripped naked in show's home studio before being hospitalized for psychiatric issues. Wendy Williams seemingly had a hit a rough spot with her addiction issues. Uh, Wendy Williams reportedly got so drunk while filming her show from home in 2020 that she stripped down naked in front of her manager and a small group of other people and started shouting vulgarities. According to The Sun, the alleged incident occurred in May 2020 while the 57-year-old talk show host was forced to film the Wendy Williams show from her New York City penthouse due to the COVID-19 pandemic. At the time, Wendy was reportedly struggling to control her drinking and was allegedly starting to act erratic, both on screen and off. After one chaotic show in particular, earlier that week, Wendy's manager and a small group of other close acquaintances were reportedly called to check on the talk show's host's well-being. But when they arrived, Wendy was allegedly clearly inebriated and started stripping off her clothes until she was completely naked in the bedroom. According to the sources familiar with the situation, she also be allegedly started touching herself inappropriately while shouting vulgarities at the group of confidants there at the scene. Uh, those present promptly called healthcare workers, but Wendy reportedly became angry and aggressive when medical personnel arrived at her 4.5 million Hudson Yards penthouse. She was finally taken to a nearby hospital where, where she ultimately ended up remaining for weeks. As Radar previously reported... Representatives of the Wendy Williams show announced in a statement at the time that Wendy should, would be taking a hiatus from the show due to symptoms from her Graves' disease. Recently, Wendy has been dealing with symptoms from the, her Graves' disease, which has caused fatigue. Which is causing fatigue. Uh, the announcement said at the time, in, uh, said the announcement at the time, in consultation with the doc her doctors, 
And as a precautionary measure, she will be making some time off, taking some time off as she continues to receive treatment. We look forward to welcoming Wendy back soon and continue the Wendy at Home shows. More updates on a return date will follow. Um, Wendy's hiatus from the show has continued, and she's still not back. According to The Sum, the Trouble Talk show host has reportedly cut everyone who was there the day of the alleged incident out of her life. Wendy clearly does not want to associate with anybody who was there that day. One of the sources said, everyone knows not to get close, get too close to Wendy. Another source close to Wendy revealed it will backfire. And when it does, you'll get burned. Um, we continue to send Wendy Williams healing energy. Um, I'm going to click that, save that link in the description box. Cause I kind of stammered over. Uh, but. Um, no shit. You know, I mean, I think Wendy clearly has always had a problem. I think. I, I hate to make this about Zodiac sign. You know, I am a um, something like a astrologer. And. You know, Wendy Williams is a cancer. And. If you don't know, cancers like to partake in a drink. Um, they love to drink. They like to get slizzard. And when they drink, that's when they tend to be able to expose their emotional um they they tend to throw around their emotional they use their emotional muscle. Uh their emotional their ability to emotionally manipulate is something otherworldly i think cancers tend to of course blame other people for their situations so there is probably a reason the reason why wendy does not speak to those particular people who were there for her actually got her some help and was there to actually give her the reality of what was going on a dose of her reality was because in her mind wendy was wronged and in reality, that's not the case. Wendy has had a problem for a very long time. This is a grown woman that people should not have to look out for. I know people who struggle with alcohol addiction and drug addiction. I know them. I know some that are pretty close to me, actually. And a lot of the times I feel like they don't realize that a lot of these times when you are inebriated, right? and you are emotionally taking down the people around you who are there to help you, there to care for you by choice. You are the issue at the time because in reality, nobody is supposed to or have to take care of you. No matter if they're on your payroll, whether they're your friends, they've been your childhood best friends, whether they're your spouse, Nobody has to deal with your emotional tantrums and your emotional manipulation. Nobody has to pick you up when you are stammering around. Nobody has to deal with your accusations that are unjust and a lot of the times come from nothing. Just a drunk, emotional 
headspace that you're clouded. Your emotions are clouding you. So I think back to Wendy. Wendy will never really be where she needs to be because Wendy Williams does not take stake in her own issues. Even when I hear her talk about her past relationships or the, the situations that she's been in, Wendy seems to have always found her way to be the victim in all of those situations, whether it was a working situation, her ex-husband, all these things. But in reality, Wendy is carrying on a lot of emotional psychiatric issues that she herself has not done the work in fixing. No doctor, no preacher, no creature can get inside someone's mind and realize that they were the monster all along in a lot of things. I get a lot of flack for in my relationships with my friends. They feel like I take on a lot of responsibilities for situations that have happened. Like when I get into situations, when I break up with someone or have business deals that go awry or when something happens, I tend to be like, what did I do? You know, what could I have done to be um, a better person in this situation? What could I have done to make it a success? What can I have done to make this go through? What could I have done to be a better friend? What could I have done to be a better um, son? Like, what could I have done? And people often tell me that, you know, you're taking on too much, you're taking on too much. But in reality, maybe it's the Capricorn in me feeling like I can control anything. But I think that that is my way of being honest with myself about anything I, visual, I visualize life, right, like a table. Any problem that sits before me, any person that sits before me, um, we are sharing a situation. Whether this person attacks me, whether this person loves me, whether this person spits on me, whether this person robs me, there is still a 50-50 exchange there. And I think I know that sometimes my part in it is that I should have never been at that table with this particular person at all. And that the fact that I'm so arrogant sometimes or that I'm so overly confident in myself that I think that I can handle this person across the room from me. As an example, like I'm using this as an example, that I had no business being across the table with this particular person. In the first place, knowing what I know about this person, knowing what I've heard about this person, I should not have been a, at this table with this person. I will never leave a table with someone or an exchange with somebody, giving them 100% of the power of what went down, because it's not 100% this person's fault. It's never. It's never 100% your fault, and it's never 100% their fault. It's always an exchange of energies, an exchange of words, um, anything. It's an, it's an exchange. Whether you were silent the whole time, that's an exchange. That's triggering to some people. 
So back to Wendy, I feel like Wendy is not there. I feel like Wendy sits her life at a table in a drunk, cocaine-induced haze, rattling off these emotional outcries to people, whether they are staff, whether they are partners, whether they are her children, apparently, whether they are her friends, and not understanding why she's not, why she keeps getting certain responses. You are attacking me. You left me. You did this to me. But in reality, she is so clouded by emotions and alcohol and drugs that she has no idea that it started with her sitting there at the table fucked up. It started with her at the table not listening to what people are saying, but putting words in people's mouths. These people are out to get me. You're trying to hurt me. It starts there. When you choose to sit at a table and already have these preconceived issues that you have going on, you're not doing your part. And in Wendy's big age, nobody should have to sit her down and tell her how to behave on her own fucking show that she worked her whole life to get. Wendy Williams is her problem. And I feel like that's relatable to a lot of us who battle with addictions or a lack of self-government. Placing blame towards other people will never free you. Um, Choosing to cloud everything in your life with alcohol and drugs. Um, Feeling like your emotional state is what is law, what governs the land, is never going to get you to where you need to be. And I pray for Wendy. I pray for people who live like Wendy. Um, I pray that I never, because, you know, shit, bitch, that could be me in 10 years, 20 years. You have everything that you asked for and you, you, you fought for. And because you didn't do your work in your little age, at your big age, you are a constant and in a constantly emotional distress. And you are destroying everything that you've built and everybody in your way. I knew I know that Wendy has issues with herself. Um by the things she's the not just the things she says, because some of the things she says is is true. And I, I pride myself on being very honest on this show, right? I keep it real. I talk, but there's a time when sometimes the things that I feel like she says. are disgusting and they come from a real gutter butt place a nasty bitch place like a a old miserable old fucking place i'm like girl how the fuck did that come out of your fucking mouth bitch like real yuck mouth like like, God damn. Like, even back in the day, when I hear some of the shit that she would say to celebrities, 
and would look around as if she was completely shocked that these people are charged and triggered by what she said. You can tell there's something real gutter butt about Miss Williams. But we're going to get off of her. Um, that's going to be our Twitter poll this week. Do you feel like Wendy Williams will ever get to a place of health? Of, of where Do you think that she'll ever be able to come back to the Wendy Williams show? Is the Wendy Williams show over? That's the Twitter poll. Um, make sure you guys tap in with us um, at Carmine Davis on Twitter and also Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show. Let me know what y'all think about what's going on. And if you are just tuning in or if you're still on the fence about it, make sure you guys follow, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Um, five stars because I am a five-star bitch. If you listen to Spotify, we do now have it so you can review. So make sure you guys tap in with us. Give me five stars. And I love you very much. But let's go to the final um, hot topic. This is from lovebscott.com again. Uh, shout out to lovebscott.com. And this is about Cardi B. Um, Cardi B tearfully testifies blogger made her want to commit suicide. Um, according to uh, Cardi B, a, blogger li- a blogger's lies made her suicidal. The WAP rapper appeared in a federal courtroom in Georgia on Thursday morning, January 13th, to testify. I knew who it was. In her libel lawsuit against gossip vlogger Latasha Kay. While taking a stand, Cardi broke down in tears as she described to the jury how she felt after Cobb's alleged lies about her. Um, an emotional Cardi said that she even thought about taking her life. I wanted to commit suicide over the things, she said, according to TMZ. In early 2019, Cardi filed a lawsuit against Tasha Kay, who posted a series of videos claiming Cardi had been a prostitute and contracted multiple STIs in one video. Tasha said... Cardi's baby, might, baby, Cardi's baby might be born with intellectual disabilities, insinuating that Cardi was doing drugs during her pregnancy. Lord, um, this occurred shortly after the offset. After Offset and Cardi welcomed their daughter, Culture, I felt defeated and dispre- depressed, and I didn't want to sleep with my husband. Said Cardi, adding that she felt like I didn't deserve my kid. Cardi's attorney asked what she thought about Tasha. After seeing the video, I felt like only a demon could do that shit, she said before apologizing to the judge for swearing in court. During a 2018 Instagram Live session, Cardi threatened to sue Tasha for spreading lies. I'm going to sue you for defamation of character because I let that bitch play and talk shit about me. But when you talk shit about my daughter, she said, bitch, you a whole fucking weirdo. A bitch bitch that's 40 years old and pregnant too, and then all you can do is talk shit about me? Ho, fuck out of here. Cardi faces cross-examination by Tasha's attorney later today. Um, we don't have these problems. Whenever you get exclusive information from lovebeescott.com, it's nothing but truth. Um, I, I watched a lot of Tasha Kay's videos, actually, and she inspired me to um, know what not to do. I, I agree with Cardi um, to a certain extent. I feel like Tasha K, I watched a lot of videos, and a lot of it was, Cardi was the main topic, um, especially when it came to Cardi versus Nikki. Um, it felt like Tasha did take a very almost rabbit-like obsession with Cardi. I've seen some of these videos where she insinuated that 
culture was mentally retarded and that Cardi's pussy was nasty and all this disgusting things that she used to be a prostitute and that she had an STI. And you know, when someone has a spirit, me and my best friend, Malik talk about this all the time. It's not really about what you say or do. It's the spirit in which you say and do them. I feel like you can tell the truth. You can give your opinion about certain things, especially when it comes to celebrities. I do it all the time. I, I do give a very candid, oftentimes, you know, whoa, you know, but I don't have ill spirit towards these complete strangers. And I felt like Tasha, just like Wendy, has an, a very ill spirit about her. I think also sometimes when you get that rah-rah behind you from a crowd of, you know, especially the barbs, how nasty they can get. But these, most of these barbs are from anonymous pages. They have pictures of Nikki up that you can't find them anywhere. Uh, you built your platform on being completely, utterly, disgustingly unfair to celebrities, especially Cardi. And you don't know this lady. Um, I, I am a little confused by Cardi. I understand why Cor Cardi has said what she said in the courtroom. I think she is trying to, you know, just, just persuade the jury um, to side with her and to bring... Tasha K to justice. I don't really know what Tasha K's people have to say in defense for something like that because all they really have to do is just Google Tasha K. Um, I do understand that Tasha K has the right to say what she wants, but it's when she was making claims as if she had proof and evidence of these things is what kind of fucked her. But I am confused because Cardi does make it seem as though um, um, Cardi is bulletproof. Uh, Cardi has said some things that made me kind of scratch my head when it comes to defending her um, as if she was like the cool kids table and that she understands that it's very clicky in Hollywood and that she's in the cool kids and all the rest of the people are losers. So she does. It, it makes it seem as though Cardi I, I, I felt like Cardi had a good grip on the gossip that was Going against her, I felt like Cardi kind of, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I felt like Cardi seemed that she was in a good place with the things that people were saying about her. Maybe that, I mean, again, this was from 2019. Isn't this lawsuit from like 2019 or something like that? Um, it was three years ago. So maybe she was a little upset back then and maybe she's gotten better about it but she kind of made it seem like she was bullying the bullies as if she was above it all and that 
she was the Regina George and they couldn't stop her kind of vibe. So it's a little bit confusing. I guess I'm going to say that maybe that was where, how she was. She felt suicidal um, back then and maybe she's in a better place about it now. Uh, she never made it seem, which I guess is, is the proper response, but she never made it seem like it bothered her to that degree. But Tasha does talk crazy. And she talk what what what's scary about what Tasha Tasha's blogs or her um her media uh her her type of media outlet is that they go around saying these crazy things about complete strangers that they have never met, they know nobody that knows them, and they make it so believable to the untrained ear and the untrained um, mind, and then they make it seem as though it's facts, not opinions. You know, I think that's another thing that makes me different is that I'm going to report the news. That's why I trust lovebscott.com. I'm, a, I, you know, I rock with them because I know that whatever it is, the information is just the information. And I'm going to tell you guys what I think about it afterwards. To go around acting like I have these anonymous sources or that I know these particular people is weird. And I do feel like Tasha Kay and medias, medias like her need to be policed. Because you just can't be going around here saying crazy things when you have a platform of hundreds of thousands of people who are going to run and use this information in other media platforms and comment sections of viable uh, media outlets and dissuading readers. I don't know. I'm going to pray for Tasha. I'm going to pray for Cardi. And I'm going to pray for Wendy. And I'm going to pray for Robin Anton because she's out of a job, you know, fucking with Nicole. And I felt like <laughs> I want to go back, bitch, because why would you... Now, you really fucked up. I hope she does get a little money from Nicole because, bitch, what are you going to do now? But anyway, <laughs> that's the show. Happy birthday to me. That is my show. My phone has been ringing off the hook. I don't know why people think I want to do something with them for my birthday. Can I just say that? Like, is that is that fair? I have a group of people, like, who I want to celebrate my birthday with, but I don't want to fuck with y'all as a whole. <laughs> I like quiet birthdays. I like reflective birthdays. I love my dogs, you know, us going to the meadows and me going to eat at my favorite restaurant and a celebratory of people, bitches who I don't really have to side-eye ever. You know, because a lot of y'all, whether y'all want to admit it or not, y'all don't really fuck with me like that. And that's okay. We we can play, you know, like y'all, oh, yeah, best friend. Okay, yeah. But for my, any any day that's particularly in celebratory, celebrate, like celebrating me, I don't fuck with you like that. And that's when you're going to know about it. Is that mean? I can play patty cake with everybody at work. I can play patty cake with everybody out in the streets. Oh, yeah, mwah, mwah. you know, I've learned that 
Because when I used to be very direct, I learned that that got me nowhere, you know, except in a couple of fights and a bunch of arguments where I've heard of people's feelings and, you know, bust bitches in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? And like, as I get older, who got the fucking time for that? Okay, you want to be fake? Okay, mwah, mwah. Yeah, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I don't fuck with you like that. And you know why? You know why? I don't fuck with that fake shit. Never. I've never been. I don't need. I don't need that shit. <laughs> I am a self-efficient boss-ass bitch. I don't. I'm a paid nigga. Like, I don't. <laughs> I work for my own. I do my own. I come and go when I please. I do what for me and mine. I don't need anybody around me with none of that fake ass bullshit and cheers to that happy birthday to me i love y'all thank y'all for rocking with me for real because i know if you follow subscribe you rate review you listen to me every week you invite me in your home every week you kick you know you skin and grin mumbling cackling with me on your ears and you know what i mean like that's real love you support me buy merch and all that and rocking with me that's love all the other shit, y'all can have that shit in 2021. Girl, 2022, uh, we, mwah, mwah, all right, girl, uh-huh. Yes, Miss Mamas, you have a blessed one all the way down. Y'all want to be funny? I'm going to be motherfucking hilarious. Dave Chappelle on the mic, bitch. That's law, and that's the show. <laughs> I love y'all so very much and I will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Take a shot from me. It's the birthday bitch. Birthday bitch. <laughs>